Good morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry. Good morning, Brandon Baxter. Here we are. Today's Wednesday, September the 8th of 2021. Shh. What is it? Today is National Quiet Day. Oh. So, be quiet today. <laughs> I used to love playing that with my kids when they were little. It's the quiet game. Yeah. <laughs> Did it ever work nope. with yours? Yeah, mine either. Especially in the car. You're on a long road trip. Let's play the quiet game. Never really turns out so There's quiet. always one kid that wants to go, and think it's funny because they're not quiet, but it's a sound. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was always me. Yeah, that probably was you. It's also my kid, the only kid in the car. Uh, it's also World Physical Therapy Day today. Uh, Star Trek Day. This is the day that Star Trek debuted, mm-hmm. uh, which I was kind of thinking today. It was kind of a wild, random thought this morning as I was kind of looking at what we could talk about today. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen one episode of Star Trek. I don't think I've watched a full episode. Definitely. Huge fans of Star Trek, mm-hmm. you know, and I've never seen one episode. Trek and then is- I, I started thinking maybe we could do a deal that's like, um, I have never seen one episode of. Ooh, that could be interesting. Insert popular television show. Yeah. I don't know. Kind of interesting thing to think about. Uh, also, it's Iguana Awareness Day. Oh. So make sure you're aware of iguanas. Haven't y'all had one of those? An iguana? Yeah. No, we've had lizards. I don't know what the li- a mutton. It wasn't I thought a y'all had a lizard. bearded dragon or something. I didn't have that. Those are oh. big. Those get really big. Okay. We had a smaller one. Okay. A smaller type of lizard. Oh. But the iguana is a larger one. You know, like, hmm. I don't, what do you do with it? I don't know. It's like all these Train animals it. we end up getting. Like, what do you do with that thing? Even the dogs. What do you do with that thing? <laughs> uh, but iguana, there's a, there's a place, there's a restaurant in Harrisburg called Iguanas. Have you been there before? Uh, no, I've, I've passed it. So I've been there a million times. When Kai was little, that was our spot because we couldn't, we didn't want to take him into a lot of restaurants because he was terrible at mm-hmm. restaurants. Like he didn't want to go and we didn't want to cook. Which was kind of a problem. Yeah. And this is back in the day where we felt like we'd go out to eat almost every single night, right? Uh, And Iguanas in Harrisburg was the one spot that Kai could go to where he could make the biggest mess ever. And uh, Oscar and Cirillo at Iguanas, they'd never cared. Aww. Like, they just let him make a mess. Yeah. They had these balloons in there at one point, right? And uh, Kai would always want to go in and he'd want a boon. What do you call it? A boona. Aww. want a boona. And then one day we went in there and they didn't have any balloons. We went there so much, Kelly. They left the restaurant to get him balloons at the store. Stop. Yeah. Aww. He would take his plate and he'd scrape stuff off into the floor. Like literally for, I can't tell you how many years. That was like almost two or three times a week we were there. Wow. So anyway, Iguana Awareness Day. I'll Mm -hmm. be aware of iguanas in Harrisburg. (laughs) You can shout out our friends over there if you guys know anybody who works there. And all of our friends in Harrisburg as well. All right, let's do this thing. It's Wednesday morning. Later on this morning, we do the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families Inc. Counseling Services. If you have a group or organization that wants to be on the show sometime, it's really, really simple. Just go to kfine.com and click the Connect tab. Let's throw one back on this day in country music with Brandon Baxter in the morning. So the year was 1993, and Sawyer Brown had the number one song in country music on this day. Got the thing, mama, for the cooking. Daddy for the whooping, the devil for the trouble that I get into. I got to give credit where credit is due. I thank the bank for the money. Thank God for you. Sawyer Brown, I love this band. One of my favorite bands of the 90s. This is one of their biggest hits. 
28 years ago today, this was at the top of the country charts. A strong heart and a willing hand, and that's a secret to my success. A good woman, I try to be a good man. Good job, Lord, I know I've been blessed. I'm just a part of a greater plan. It doesn't matter which part I am. Here we go, Kelly. You ready for the hook? I got to thank Mama for the cooking, Daddy for the whooping, the devil for the trouble that I get into. I got to give credit where credit is due. I thank the bank for the money. Thank God for you. Mama, Daddy. We're about to get to that. I mean, I could try harder if you want me to. Please. We're dreading the stupid I gotta thank Mama for the teaching, Daddy for the preaching, the devil for the trouble that I get into. I got to give credit where credit is due. I thank the bank for the money. Thank God. For Here we go. Mama. <laughs> Daddy. Yeah. That's good, right? Yeah, I got to give credit where credit is due. I thank the bank for the money. Thank God for you. I thank Mama. Mama. I thank Daddy. It's Sawyer Brown. Well, I got to give credit where credit is due. Thank God for you. It was number one on this day in 1993. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, we're doing Wednesday morning. Thanks for starting your day with us. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry, well, she's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas! Brandon Baxter in the mornings. Gotcha gossip. All right, gotcha gossip on Kylie Jenner, y'all. It's official. Kylie Jenner has announced on her social media that she and her uh, man, Travis Scott, are expecting their second child together. So it starts off with uh, the whole idea of here's the pregnancy test. It shows pregnant and Travis Scott's hugging Kylie's baby bump or the belly. And then they go to the doctor where at the doctor, the OBGYN, we find out that uh, they're just days away from finding a heartbeat on this new baby. Kylie's all kinds of excited. Then they get into the car, baby Stormy's in the back seat, and they're going to tell Chris Jenner about the pregnancy as well. So it's pretty cute, and if you're a fan of the Kardashian-Jenner family, mm-hmm. it's a, a big story. Kylie Jenner pregnant with baby number two. Got you gossip today on Olivia Munn and comedian John Mulaney. So John Mulaney has had a crazy year. He went to rehab last September, got out, got out in October. He got divorced right after that, moved out of his home, and then he started to date Olivia Munn this past May. Well, John was a guest on Late Night last night with Seth Meyers and announced that he and his girlfriend, Olivia Munn, are expecting their first child together. Uh, so while thanking Seth for having him on the show, he said, Olivia... And this baby have helped save me from myself in this early journey out of recovery. So John Mulaney's going to be a dad, and Olivia Munn also is going to be a mom. All right, got your gossip on Britney Spears. Well, it's finally happened. Britney Spears has received her wish. Her father, Jamie Spears, has said he wants to step down 
as uh, the person in charge of her conservatorship and her finances. That's a really big story. Uh, basically, he's been in charge of all of her financial decisions for you know many, many years now. Uh, Brittany's been very public about thinking that she doesn't need this anymore. And now Jamie Spears, her dad, has come out to say in this uh, public filing that he believes Brittany no longer needs that conservatorship either. So we might finally be there. We've had the whole free Brittany movement, and it looks like Brittany might finally be free. Got you gossip today on Justin Bieber. If you can't be right, yeah, I do the same thing. I told you that I never would. I told you I changed even when I knew I never So Justin Bieber could. fans are going to be excited. There is a new concert documentary film that is coming to Amazon Prime Video next month. And it's going to take fans behind the scenes of Justin's first live performance in three years. So it's called Justin Bieber, Our World. And basically it follows Justin as he prepares for the event for New Year's Eve this past year. Yeah. So the show was Justin's first concert, like I said, in three years. And it took place during the pandemic with Justin performing for 240 guests as well as streaming it online. So we're going to see Justin and his team basically go through the month leading up to that show as they rehearse, as they construct this huge stage while basically trying to adhere to all the strict health health protocols for COVID. Um, But the documentary is also going to have personal self-shot moments between Justin and his wife, Haley. But Justin Bieber, Our World, airs October 8th on Amazon Prime. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do okay. You mean? Nice. <laughs> so confused. Uh-huh. <laughs> you see my face? Yes, I, I was like, what do you mean? What do I mean? <laughs> hey, Justin. I'm kind of hungry for some peach cobbler. You know where I can get some peaches? And I'll be right here with you I got my peaches out in Georgia. I get my wood from California. So, Justin Bieber headed to Amazon Prime. And of course, every morning here on Brandon Baxter in the morning, we gotcha gossip. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So, Kelly brought me this article this morning from the Sleeping Times. Um, And I don't know what I really think about it, but let me just give you a little insight. If you're one of those people who likes to be extremely comfortable at night, sans clothing, when you go to bed, there's some research out that says that might not be the best idea. Oh, no. Yeah, so I'm not sure uh, if that's really an appropriate poll to do on our socials. <laughs> do you sleep? How would you word that? Do you sleep negative? Oh, that's how you'd word that's it. That's how I'd do it. Uh, I don't know if that really works out so well. Uh, but there's this uh, doctor on TikTok. His name is Tony Yon. And he says that if you're sleeping in the buff, you could be causing problems in your bed. Here's what the the study shows. This is gonna gross me out. It's going to. Mm. Yeah, I'm just gonna warn you about it. The average person toots between <laughs> <laughs> what? Are you a grandpa? <laughs> what do you want me to say? Oh, toots. What do something you to... that my dad used to say? Well, I said it because I did, I could say something that's more offensive, but I want to. <laughs> Not be as offensive. Okay, that's nice of you. How would you how would you term it? You're, pass gas. Passes gas. I think toots is cuter than that. Cuter. All right. Cuts the cheese, squeezes the cheese. No. 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 Okay. That's why I said toots. Okay. <clears throat> so the average person toots anywhere between. <laughs> I'm sorry. If people can see your face. Thank you. <laughs> Keep right. going. Can I have sorry. this moment back, uh-huh. please? Uh-huh. The average person toots. Between, <laughs> will you let me get through this? So dumb. Between 15 and 25 times a day. 
Uh, and they say that some of these happen when we're asleep. And if you're sleeping <clears throat> just in your sheets with nothing else, that uh, basically your sheets might not be all that clean anymore. By the way, I did not bring him this story. From the sleeping times. Uh-huh. She didn't write it or anything. But again, the average person 15 to 25 times. Ugh. Kelly says she's got no. that beat by a mile. <laughs> Shut up. Brandon Baxter in the morning. You ever read Reddit's? Uh, every once in a while. There was a deal I was reading that was talking about uh, things that used to be better than they are now, like things that, that eventually over the course of time just kind of like, I guess some of it becomes more commercialized, some of it becomes uh, less fun to do. Mm-hmm. And some of these, I was like, okay, that's pretty good. Some of these uh, discussions on Reddit were kind of good. Some people said YouTube used to be better because now there's so many ads yeah. and basically there's an ad before everything. Mm-hmm. But like if you pay for it, like if you pay for, is it called YouTube Bread? Are there less uh, commercials, or do you still get commercials? I think there's less. But there's still quite a few, right? I think so. Sometimes, like before some stuff, there's like one or two. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh my goodness. Uh, So YouTube was on the list of things. They say uh, Facebook used to be better, Mm -hmm. because now people argue so much about politics. Uh, They say that thrift stores used to be better than they are right now, because they used to be um, a little more affordable. And now more people are kind of going to them and trying to find stuff. Mm -hmm. So they've raised their prices a little bit. Uh, they say buying your first home is more stressful now than ever before because of home prices, because of your budget and what you have to pay. You know, I talked to a buddy of ours the other day, and he had just bought a house. And I'm like, you bought a house. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, you need a home when you need a home. But, like, it's a great time for sellers. Yeah. It's tough to be a buyer right now because there's so few homes. I mean, they go so fast. Mm-hmm. Typically, you're paying a, uh, a little bit more for them. So... Uh, flying, they say seats are smaller than they used to be. The food is worse and fees are higher than ever before. <laughs> That's all true, actually. Yeah. I used to think like whenever you would take these flights, you would get some big meal, right? Right. I've never been on a flight that was long enough to deserve a big meal. And some flights don't even do the peanuts anymore. You know, like you don't really get those. Yeah. Well, um, I think it's okay. So I think it's Southwest. Um, one of them does the peanuts and then one does like these buttery pretzels. Pretzels. Yeah. <clears throat> And here's my deal. I'm kind of, um, unless I fly often, like if I get in the rhythm, I'm good. But like my first flight after a minute, I'm a little bit anxious, right? Yeah. So I'll normally do a Bloody Mary and a beer and then get on the plane. Oh. <laughs> I try yeah. to go to sleep. But then they'll hand over these pretzels, right? And for whatever reason, it's almost like you're chewing into dog food. They explode into your mouth, but then they dry your mouth out so bad. Yes. And then you have the smallest cup of all time to consume any type of beverage in. Right. And I'm like, wait a minute, what if I choke yeah. on the pretzel? Mm-hmm. Like, what happens then? You just have to turn on your light for the attendant. <laughs> Help me not choke? Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy how they can get up there. We can be, you know, 30,000 feet in the air, and somehow the debit card machines work when they're trying to charge you for a drink. <laughs> we can't get them to work in the grocery store line half right. the time. Yeah. But they'll work 30,000 feet in the air. Uh, dating sites, they say, have also become a little bit more difficult. Because more people are focused on the pictures, and it's almost like social media, as opposed to like true dating profiles. So, I don't know. Some interesting stuff I saw on Reddit, just talking about how things you know don't always get better as time goes on. Now, some things get better. Kelly would tell you that she gets better with age. Okay, but uh, some of the stuff they were mentioning not necessarily better with age. (laughs) What do you What are you looking at me like? I don't know if that was kind of rude. I wasn't. Was it? 
I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. And people are crazy. So authorities working in armed standoff are usually looking for creative ways to defuse a tense situation. But this hasn't been tried before. Police near Tampa, Florida were in the middle of a standoff with an armed teenager on a rooftop. Then a 28-year-old woman named Jessica drove right through the middle of everything in a golf cart. Yeah. Completely in her birthday suit. She did? In a, so they're in a standoff, and this woman just comes out of nowhere in a golf no. cart in her birthday suit. No, she didn't. And it was a total coincidence. She had nothing to do with the standoff and had no reason to be there. Huh. So the police initially tried to shoo her away so they could focus on the standoff because they were like, hey, go on. We've got to deal with this. Uh, you stay right there. Well, she... <laughs> <laughs> She refused and continued her joyride around the area. Well, she was eventually arrested and charged with resisting an officer. And not surprisingly, she was a little intoxicated. Oh, really? Yeah. As as for the standoff, the 18-year-old was arrested after six hours, which included him firing a gun. He didn't hit anyone else, but he did shoot himself in the right thigh. Oh, my God. Yeah. Speaking of joyriding on a golf cart, what do you call a wizard that can turn himself into a golf club? What do you call a wizard who can turn themselves into a golf club? I don't know. What do you call him? Harry Potter. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. All you Harry Potter fans. Oh. And there's even more proof that people are crazy. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, Kelly Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday to you. Ah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Wait. Happy birthday to you. Well, well, well. Time for birthday sport today, Wednesday, September the 8th of 2021. Local birthdays, local celebrities. Here we go. Happy birthday goes out to a friend of the show, one of our biggest supporters, one of the sweetest human beings I think I've ever met. Happy birthday to Sherry Bob. She's from Jonesboro. Awesome family, awesome person, and... She's also the person who is kind of like the lead of the prom fashion show that we get to do. We love you, Sherry. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Sherry. Also celebrating today, Kaylee Matthews of Jonesboro. Misty Demons of Centerville, Missouri is celebrating. Jeremy Mitchell from Wynn. James Berger has a birthday today. Whitney Wright is celebrating. Lexi Rand of Lake City is 16. Ashley Chapman has a birthday. Mariana Calderon of Jonesboro. Joshua Wiles. In Batesville, Amanda Pratt celebrates, and so does Leslie Oliver of Jonesboro, who has a birthday today. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say... Happy birthday! To all y'all, and you celebrate with these celebrities. Gatton Maserato, um, uh, Mata Razo is 19. That's Dustin on Stranger Stranger Things. Wiz Khalifa is 34 today. Hang on, I gotta do some Wiz. Okay. You mind if if I do a little Wiz? Sure. I want to do a little Wiz right here. Yeah. Uh You know what it is. Black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. Go ahead. Brandon's favorite song of all time. Yeah, uh huh. You know what it is. Everything I do, I do it big. It's the only part you know. My friend Wiz Khalifa. What? I want to be his friend. I like this song. That's not Wiz. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. 
We've come so, Wiz Khalifa, 34 years old today. Jonathan Taylor Thomas is 40. That was Randy oh. Taylor on Home Improvement. He was on the cover of the teen <laughs> magazines, and he's 40. He's 40. Yeah. David Arquette Aww. is 50, definitely a friend of Arkansas. Yeah, good buddy, mm-hmm. and uh, happy birthday to David Arquette. Mm-hmm. He's done movies, he's done wrestling, he's done local stuff, so... Yeah. David Arquette celebrates today. Brooke Burke is 50, former Dancing with the Stars co-host. David Steele is 61. You know him from the Fine Young, young Cannibals. Thank you. What in the hell? You got to hit that note. <laughs> David Steele, Fine Young Cannibals, 61. And a big happy birthday today to Pink. Who is 42? I'm a hazard to myself. Don't let me get me. I'm my own worst enemy. It's about you and know yourself. Happy birthday to Pink, who's 42 today. I'm coming up so you better get this party started. I'm coming up, I'm coming up. That's a good one. This is a good one. What about us? Happy birthday to Pink, who celebrates. Very acrobatic, too, on those uh, gimmicks from the ceiling. Ariel. Yes. Is that the Lion King? That, that, too. So Pink is 42. Happy birthday goes out to my good friend, Alicia Moore. Pink. I call her Alicia. Uh-huh. She's 42 today. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, Wednesday morning is here. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well, she's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas. This is Country Music News on Brandon Baxter in the morning. We have Country Music News today on Jason L.D. I can blame it on the whiskey. I wouldn't blame you if you didn't. So Jason set his song, Drink One for Me, to photos of the 13 men and women of the U.S. military who were killed in Afghanistan last month. There was 11 Marines, one Navy medic, and one Army staff sergeant that range in ages from 20 to 31 years old. So they were all really young. Um, but Jason basically uh, took that song, and he um, he said, coming from a military family, it's been tough to find the words to express how I feel for what's happened in Afghanistan. And Jason goes on to say, it's heartbreaking and unforgivable. We appreciate your service and sacrifice and thank you for all that you do um so he put it to that if you haven't heard the song it's an older song this is what it sounds like y'all carry home drink one for me for all the old time 
drink one for me. That's powerful. Yeah, again, it's called Drink One For Me. It's Jason Aldean. If you'd like to see that video, you can check it out on Jason Aldean. Aldine's Instagram page. All right, country music news today on Chase Rice. Sitting here, drinking beer, talking guy, amen, killing time, so, living life. The big man. rumor today in country music is uh, Chase Rice is dating Kristen Cavallari. Mm-hmm. It was on the hills, Laguna Beach, uh, very Cavallari. So that's the big story. One of the stories. So then there's a story that Jay Cutler, who is Kristen Cavallari's ex, is not real happy about the fact that Kristen's dating Chase Rice. So the story is, and I don't know if it's true or not, is that uh, Jay Cutler went on a date with Jana Kramer. Oh! Yeah. So the drama is uh, Kristen and Jana were buddies, and now evidently there's a little bit of hard feelings based on the rumors Mm. and and all the stuff that's going on. So again, the relationship um, instance right now, the issues, the, the gossip today is um, it's going to be Kristen Cavallari, Chase Rice. On the other end, it's Jay Cutler, Jana Kramer. Nobody's really saying a whole lot about this just yet, but I'm sure we'll find out more in the days to come. We have your country music news today on Brett Eldridge. You got soul and you know how to use it. So Brett gave us the snippet of a new song in a recent Instagram post, and his caption says, quote, new song, jamming with this awesome band. Should we put it to the set? For, for the Good Day Tour. So basically, he's questioning it, and he's making everybody think that, um, you know, he's back on tour. Yeah. He's going to have this new song. Again, the song is called Cinnamon. This is what it sounds like. Oh, you make me want to go floating down the river Drinking some wine Chasing down the sun Till it sinks into the night Lay out in the Whisper It's Brett Eldridge. It's called Cinnamon, and we'll be waiting on it. All right. Country music news today on Carly Pierce. I bet you probably met him at a bar. Let him walk into your car. I bet he said so we kind of thought that song was about her relationship with Michael Ray. You know, they got married and then quickly divorced. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carly's giving us a sneak peek at another new song. Uh, this song is called What He Didn't Do. And many people think this is uh, something that was written all about her relationship with Michael Ray. Here's Carly Pierce. All right, y'all. This is a brand new song that is out September 17th called What He Didn't Do. Treat me right when me first be a man of his word. Stay home because he wanted to. Always fight for my love. Hold on tight like it's something that he couldn't stand to lose. So again, the song is called What He Didn't Do. And if you go back, like it's kind of hard to tell because she's playing off of a speaker. But if you watch her stuff on social media, uh, she has the lyrics up there and it could be a little bit brutal. And a lot of people believe it's about Michael Ray. So that's Carly Pierce if you want to check her out on her socials. And that's your country music news on Arkansas's Morning Show. She's a walking, talking encyclopedia. Here's Kelly Perry's Did You Know on Brandon Baxter in the Morning. Okay, did you know half of your ice cream is just air? 
Do what? It's what it says. That's what it says. Who is it? Listen, these are the people that make up the facts. Oh, you don't get these yourself? Well, this just came. Yeah, this I had to, to go out and get a different one today <laughs> from somewhere else. Okay. Did you know? Why did you turn my music off? Oh, I didn't mean to do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> did you know the necktie? Because you wear a lot of neckties. I do. Was invented in Croatia. Their troops wore them as part of their uniforms in the 1600s. And when the French saw them, they liked them so much that neckties started selling in France almost immediately. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. I still, I struggle with tying them. I can't, it takes me a couple times to figure it yeah. out. Because there's a true technique to mm-hmm. I used to have other people tie my ties. Yeah. If I had to wear one, like right. to go to an event or something. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you the last time I had one. Hmm. Yeah. And did Thanks, you Kelly. know? <laughs> really? Way to play along. <laughs> oh. And did you know? Some of the names Disney considered for the seven dwarves include Chesty, Tipsy, Jumpy, Dirty, Sleazy, there you go. Awful, and Brandon. <laughs> And if you didn't Thanks. know, now you know. Brandon Baxter in the morning. You know, we're hearing more about people going plant-based, but yes. they want to go plant-based and have their protein, but they still want to have foods that mm-hmm. taste like the proteins that we enjoy. Right. Impossible Foods is about to launch brand new chicken nuggets made from plants. Really? Yeah. And I don't know what I'm thinking about this because like when you look at it, they look just like chicken nuggets. They do. They're white. It looks like it's white meat inside, but I'm guessing it's not meat right but it looks like that i haven't tried any of the plant-based stuff yet like you know because i think is it burger king that has like the impossible whopper and it's plant-based and it looks like it looks like it and people say it tastes like Mm -hmm. it i don't know if i'm gonna go to a fast food place i'm just not gonna get the plant burger that's a good idea for people that need to do that but yeah mm -hmm. i'm not really exactly sure if i want to go for this either because then i'm like how do you even call it a chicken nugget why wouldn't you call it like a plant nugget well if it's kind of crispy and you have a sauce i bet it'd be fine yeah they say it's juicy and springy white meat and it has that texture but a savory chicken flavor so i guess somehow they try Mm. to put the flavor in there i would try the chicken nuggets 20 pieces 7.99 new plant-based nuggets veggie plant-based nuggets they're gonna be at walmart and kroger and places like that so Anyway, just a heads up, Impossible Foods with their chicken nuggets made from plants. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine, our buddy, our friend, Dr. Shane Spites. Shane, welcome back, man. Good morning, guys. Short week, huh? It's a short week, and that's good. We have A-State football coming up on Saturday versus Memphis. I would assume you'll be there, right? Oh, yeah. Looking forward to it. Uh, I want to walk you, or I want you to walk us through what we're kind of seeing right now, because obviously Delta variant, variant, COVID, schools, that's become the hot-button issue, and that's why we've decided to kind of move our conversations to a weekly deal, because it seems like there's new information that comes out every week and, and kind of like in a sort of way, like the, the finish line changes and it moves and it swerves. And uh, I think every week you give us some new information and sometimes it's not the information we want. But what we're seeing this week with uh, active cases down across the state, are we kind of seeing maybe the, the finish line is within, within reach? So I don't know that I'd use the term finish line. Number one, it's great news that uh, we're seeing a a drop uh, in hospitalizations. Um, Gosh, our healthcare workers wear blue today, if you haven't, but 
Um, our healthcare workers need a break mm-hmm. uh, because we're not quite sure what this fall and this winter is really going to look like. This is a new game for us. Um, one of the things you need to be aware of, new study uh, came out, or the new data rather, um, 25% of all new cases are in kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's concerning. I don't know if you're watching anything about other states. Texas is getting hammered right now. Uh, having quite a few of their school districts being closed because of COVID. Uh, they're, they're kind of having a really hard time. But different states are really having different levels of COVID spread. Luckily here in Arkansas, uh, like you said, we've kind of seen a high point. And now what we're doing is we did see a drop, but we're plateauing. And so I think it's, this is not like what we saw last year where we, you go straight up and then you come down. We've actually kind of hit a plateau. Okay. So we're seeing this constant spread of about 2,000 cases per day here in the state of Arkansas. And to remind the listeners, um, back you know in May, we were only seeing about 180 cases per day, 180, wow. maybe 200 cases. Now we're on the average of 2,000 cases per day. What does that look like as we move into the fall and the winter? We're not quite sure. We know that those uh, cases will continue to happen because you'll still have people, because it's so contagious, people will continue to get sick that haven't gotten sick yet. Mm. Um, okay, so you mentioned the kids. Obviously, there's a lot of people with uh, their kids in the car or they've just dropped them off at school or they know their kids are headed to school this morning. Uh, based on the data that we're seeing in Texas and based on what we've seen from schools in this area, we know there are our kids under quarantine, we know there are active cases in schools. Uh, you know, we're, what is this, week number three of school? Mm-hmm. Are you feeling like um, maybe a little more optimistic about school? Because I was really afraid that we were pretty much going to have to shut them all down uh, within three weeks of school. Or do you think we're still just kind of ramping up? i tell you what I think. First of all, um, the schools that have implemented masking, I, I think that we're seeing a significant difference in those versus those that didn't. Mm-hmm. The ones that didn't uh, have masking as a mandate for students, staff, and faculty, regardless of vaccination status, they ran into issues immediately. Um, several school districts in our region had issues, hundreds and hundreds of kids in quarantine. Um, it was just, it, right off the bat, it was a mess. The schools that have mask mandates in place, and again, the masking is not the only thing. That's part of a larger strategy. You have to do the room fogging, the, the HVAC uh, systems even have good, good uh filters in them, hand hygiene, you know, all that's got to be in place too. But we know the masking works. The data is clear on that, um, certainly in school districts. And so those school districts seem to be doing better, to be honest with you. Now, does that mean you're not going to have any cases? No, not at all. It just means you're not going to have as many cases as you would have without it. And the other thing to remember, it's not just these kids spreading it back and forth. Obviously, we worry about our kids getting sick. Mm-hmm. The kids take it home to their grandparents. They take it home to their parents who may be recovering from cancer or their parents who may not have a great immune system, or even just, to be honest with you, we're seeing normal, healthy parents that are getting COVID, you know, in their 30s and 40s. And so it's about reducing the spread of disease throughout the community, which is what's important. You mentioned the kids and like a quarter of cases are kids and, and all of that. Um, every once in a while, I just go through and I start to worry a little bit because Kai can't be vaccinated. And, you know, like, you know, we're still not going very many places, but I want him to be able to do stuff and, you know, live um, and as I look through that data, you know, I go in and I start trying to research what people are saying about like the severity of the, of COVID in kids. And I know you're going to probably tell us it's a numbers game, but as soon as I see that a kid is, uh, you know, an ICU or there's a kid who's having, you know, severe complications or something like that, it just makes me think, oh my gosh, it sure seems different because last year we weren't really worried about our kids. We were, we were all saying, Hey, if it, if it happens to our kids, they're going to be fine. What is the difference? 
So you're absolutely right, Brandon. What and really, and and you got to be cautious about some of the data you read because you almost got to look and say, okay, where was this data pulled from? Because I'll hear people say, well, you know, it doesn't really hurt kids. You know, only a few kids get sick, only a few kids get right. hospitalized. Okay, that was last year. That data that you're that you're talking about occurred last year. That is not the Delta variant. The Delta variant is a stronger, hardier variant. It's, it causes much more virus to be reproduced, which means that the body gets hit with much more virus. And so whether you're 65 with diabetes or whether you're sick, you're going to get hammered with a lot more virus. And that's why we're seeing more kids get infected and more kids being hospitalized this go-round with the Delta variant versus the original strain. Okay, so we're talking Delta, and that's been the one that we've focused on so much. But I'm reading uh, data that there's another variant that they're saying could be even more contagious than the Delta variant, and this one's been spotted. I think the data, the last thing I read, was like in 49 different states. What do you know about a new variant? Well, so, and let me go ahead. I think this is a good time to talk about this because there are lots of variants, and I don't want the listeners to get apprehensive or you don't get anxious every time you hear about a new variant. I know it's hard to do that in this day and age, but really we have lots and lots of variants that don't amount to anything. Okay. We have lots of variants that really that burn out. They don't really become anything. They don't become a big deal. Um, we do. And so I guess what I would say, I mean, this is going to be shameless. People should listen to what's going on in your show and what's, <laughs> you know, what's really being reported here, right. um, you know, and, and the local media, because that's what you need to be hearing. Because, yes, there's like there's a new variant that right now is predominant in Colombia and other countries that we're watching there. You know, we're looking at the, um, the genetics of it. There's some concerns about the genetics. Could it do this? Could it do that? It hadn't really, you know, we hadn't, hadn't, we don't have real world data right now to really know. But is it affecting you here in Jonesboro, Arkansas, Northeast Arkansas, or even Arkansas at all? No, probably not. Hmm. Now, in terms of variants here in Arkansas, the Delta variant is what we're concerned with the most. There are some, we'll say, sublineages of the Delta variant. There's an AY4, there's an AY3.1. Both of those are in Arkansas, and we're seeing those. And it's hard to tell, you know, I can say just from, patients I've seen, wow, this AY4 seems to hit people a little harder than just the, the regular run-of-the-mill Delta variant. I know that sounds strange, but mm-hmm. there, there are lots and lots of variants um, worldwide, and, and I think people could get anxious by <laughs> trying to watch all of those variants, but you need to be more concerned with the ones that really take over and all of a sudden seem like they're going to take predominance in a certain region, uh, specifically here in the U.S. We will find variants here and there uh, throughout the U.S., but it, it's, are they competing to become the primary variant? That's the bigger question. Um, and right now, Delta is still the is still the one that we're probably going to be seeing into the fall and winter. Dr. Shane Spites from the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine. He's on with us this morning. Uh, Labor Day. We just got through with the Labor Day holiday. There was a lot of uh, advice that if you were not vaccinated, maybe you don't want to travel. Uh, I'm not sure that people listen to that. Uh, when do you think we'll see the Labor Day effect uh, with all the, the numbers across the state? You know, that can that can be variable, usually within a couple of weeks, you know, 7 to 10, uh, 7 to 14 days or so, you'll see the effects of that. Um, again, I think we're trying to scratch in our heads over what this fall and winter is going to look like. If you look back at last fall and winter, is it going to kind of mirror that? We're not quite sure. It may. It may be close to kind of what we saw last year. I hope not, because that would mean that it's going to be, we're going to get hit harder this November, December, and January. So I hope that's not the case. My hope is, as you started the show, we've kind of come up, hit a peak, and now we've had a plateau. And then we're just going to kind of see this kind of 
constant, you know, infection rate that occurs as people continue to get infected um, over a longer period of time. It's not as many uh, significant peaks and valleys that we saw with the first round. Um, but in terms of Labor Day, it just depends on, how, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, if people got together, you know, from different families or different areas, you know, of the state or even this region, uh, yeah, there was a chance for spread. Um, and so I would expect to continue to see more spread over the next several weeks for sure. So walk me through, <clears throat> let's just do a hypothetical. And I'll tell you why this is a hypothetical is because this is kind of something that's been discussed in my house. Um, you know, we're, we go and we have to do something. It's, it's work, whatever you go around, you're around more people than normal, because quite frankly, we've been very isolated for the last year and a half. Um, how often after potential exposure do people typically feel the symptoms of the Delta variant? Let's say you went somewhere over the weekend, you went somewhere for Labor Day. Uh, is it, is it two or three days? I know it, you know, you're telling people to get tested after three, but do you typically start to feel the effects before that? Is it longer? Kind of walk me through what that looks like. So it is a little bit variable for everybody, but but in by and large, it's 24 to 48 hours. Okay. So from 24 to 48 hours from time of exposure, because what happens is the virus, once you inhale the virus, either through your nose and your mouth, and you, and you take it into your body, then the virus basically hijacks your, your, um, your body's uh, system and starts making itself. So it uses your body's systems to make more virus. And so it reaches a critical point at some point where your body is recognizing, hey, this is this is not part of me, and it starts to attack it. That's where you get the, I don't feel good, I've got a runny nose, I've got a headache, I've got a cough, I've got a fever. That's your body's immune response to a foreign invader. Okay. That typically happens 24 to 48 hours after exposure to the to the virus itself. Okay. <clears throat> I think that's good for us to know because, you know, like, for, especially for my wife, she really has, she's been even more isolated than me, but she went with me to a deal the other night, and she was, she got very anxious when we got home and she was like, oh, my gosh, even though she was masked, you know, she still was worried about it. And, um, you know, I think it's good for us to see stuff like that. Uh, let's see. What else did I want to get to um, today? Labor Day numbers, exposure. Well, and in terms of symptoms, just real quick, you know, when you mentioned your wife, so what would she expect? A fully vaccinated person may is expected to have milder symptoms than mm-hmm. someone who is unvaccinated. So, and that can sometimes be mis- can be a misconception. So, your wife, say, let's say she's fully vaccinated, let's say she just kind of has a runny nose yeah. and just, eh, you know, I just kind of feel off. That could be her COVID exposure because God. basically her body kicked in sooner and fought off the virus because she already had antibodies from the vaccine, and so that set her up to fight it off quicker than had she not been vaccinated. Typically, what we're seeing with the Delta variant: uh, sore throat, runny nose headache, fatigue, plus or minus on the fever. We are seeing some GI symptoms, maybe nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, something like that. That was not so common with the original strain. Hmm. We don't see as much of a loss of taste and smell. Uh, we do see some of it, but not as much as we did. You know, early on when you, when you heard about that, you're like, oh, dude, you got COVID. Yeah. But now it could be, you know, runny nose and headache and just don't feel good. And that could be the Delta variant. So one more thing I wanted to bring up, and this will be the last thing. I know you're busy. Um, let's talk through events uh, because, you know, I watched a lot of uh, football over the weekend, right? I'm excited. The NFL's back uh, tomorrow night with the Cowboys, and I'm excited about that. I think they're playing the Bucks. But uh, you look around the stadiums, you look at concert footage and, and photos, and Shane, you've, you see very few masks out there, even though, you know, you're out here and you're beating the drum saying wear a mask. You look around, and there are very, very few in public settings. And, and that's disappointing. It's disappointing because it's such it's such a large area now. And I think what happens is, and 
I think people got used to the message last year that we said that had said, hey, if you're outside, you're pretty well, pre- you know, you're going to be okay. You're, mm-hmm. you're, you, don't need, you don't need to wear a mask if you're outside. That is not the case this time. That is not the case with the Delta variant. Because the Delta variant is so contagious, because you spread virus so much more quickly, we are recommending, and the CDC recommends, that people wear masks even outside, and outside in large groups such as a football stadium. You should be wearing a mask at a football game, high school, college, etc. You should be wearing a mask because you're still close together by and large. You know, you're sitting next to people. They're not in the social distancing that's a whole other conversation. We could spend another another program actually talking about the science behind that and what works and what doesn't. But we know the masking does work. So, yes, absolutely, you should go to the game. You should enjoy yourself. But you should wear a mask. Um, that's just It just decreases, again, the chances of you getting someone sick or someone getting you sick. Yeah, I think it's interesting to hear that because, you know, We've said that, but then, man, you look around and it's like, and it does. I'm not talking about Arkansas specifically. I'm talking about just around the country. It's like people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's almost like we've rewound and we're in 2018 and people don't even realize this is going on. Well, but and that goes to, again, this is a whole other program as well. We talk about the psychology of this virus and we talk about how people are just worn out and they just want, they're just done with it. They're, they're done with it. I want to move on. I want to get back to life. And I'm one of those people. I want to get back. To, I promise you, I want to get back to my life. Yeah. I mean, we want to get back to the way things were, you know, before COVID. And we will get there. It's just not going to happen now. It's just not. We're going to have to, you know, buckle down. We're going to have to kind of uh, persevere and push forward uh, and continue doing what we can in terms of vaccination and mask wearing to get through this. I mean, really, we're being tested. We're being tested as a society. We're being tested as a community in terms of our perseverance. Um, and you know, the virus doesn't care. I mean, it, the virus just wants to jump and infect the next person. And so, uh, if we give up then the virus wins, it's not a big deal until it happens to your family really is kind of the yeah. way to look at it. Dr. Shane Spites, he's the Dean of the NYIT college of osteopathic medicine at Arkansas state university, Dr. Shane Spites. Thanks man. And we'll talk to you next Wednesday. Brandon Kelly, you guys have a great rest of your week. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. All right, we're joined this morning by Brandon Stevens, who is an advocate for St. Bernard's. Brandon, how are you this morning? I'm great. How are y'all? Thanks for having me. Hey, we're doing good. We've had uh, probably, I don't know, I'm on probably cup number six of coffee. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yeah, we've been up for a minute. How's your morning so far? Pretty good. This is this is pretty early for me. I don't I don't have to be at work till nine, and I'm 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 kind of a late sleeper. But it, it's kind of nice to be up before I have to get going and maybe get some things done around the house. I always try to tell my wife like, hey, if you just set your alarm and wake up, like especially before Kai gets up, I don't know something about the the early morning quiet is always good for me. So are you yeah, one? Of, it is nice. Are you one of those people that wakes up and it's a rush all the way until you get into work? Um, I am kind of a procrastinator in the morning. Luckily for me, I work at Gearhead right. and I actually live in a loft directly above the store. So my commute is like perfect 30 seconds, Nice. So, which is kind of good and bad. It, it, it kind of makes me procrastinate a little bit more, but yeah. And the thing is, is if they ever need you, you're 30 seconds uh-huh. away. It's not like oh, I have to drive across town through traffic. 
Exactly, exactly. It's like just walk on down. Hey, I wanted to talk to you about this deal. You know, I know you've been a part of the St. Bernard's Advocates for a while, and uh, the Butterfly Release is a really pretty event that we've talked about for so many years now, uh, and it's a benefit for the Flo and Phil Jones Hospice House. But I guess this year, you know, to err on the side of extreme caution and precaution, you guys are doing the Butterfly Release as a virtual event this year. Yes, that is correct. Um, this will be the second year that we've done it virtually. Um, in the past, I'm sure you all have done it, it. Like you said, it is just, it's one of my favorite events that St. Bernard's Advocate does. It's just such a, like you said, beautiful event. Mm-hmm. Um, and it will still be beautiful. It'll just look a little different this year again. So uh, let's talk about when this is going to be happening, because I know a lot of people, they kind of do this every single year. It's to, uh, you know, maybe in memory to honor somebody who's gone through the flow and Phil Jones hospice house. Uh, when are we looking at doing the butterfly release event? So that will be um, Sunday, September 19th, which is a, a week from this Sunday. Um, you can pick up the butterflies that you've pre-ordered uh, between one and two at the St. Bernard's imaging center, which is located at 1144 East Matthews on the um, medical mile. Right. You know, so I think there's people who probably are going to hear about this. Um, maybe they're new to the area or they've just never um, really understood what was going on with this. Walk us through the significance of the butterfly and uh, and kind of like, you know, when you say you pick up your butterfly, tell people how that works. So um, the butterfly is a symbol of, of kind of new beginnings, rebirth, and, and we just thought that was a great, um, a great image for the hospice house. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a transitional um, image, and we order the butterflies. They come in in a um, a neat little package. There, um, you pick them up, and then um, at a certain time, you release them. Um, if we were all together, they would be released all together. And it's just a beautiful, just butterflies everywhere, and kids and family members. Um, so it, it, it's, a, it's a neat, neat thing and a neat way to um, honor or memorialize someone who possibly has been at Hospice House, but it could be someone who doesn't necessarily have anything directly to do with Hospice House. It could just be in honor of some a family member. Um, there is a program that we printed, and if you would like your loved one mentioned in the program, the deadline for that is the 13th of September. This is, again, we, we talk about how pretty this event is, how sweet this event is, because, I mean, it's totally about, you know, fond memories and, and all that. Uh, but really, the work that's done in the Flo and Phil Jones Hospice House, I mean, it's incredible. I've had the chance to go in there, and, uh, you know, unfortunately, we've seen people who have been on hospice care, even in the family. And uh, mm-hmm. num- number one, that is a very tough job. But number two, for the facility to be as nice as it is and for the environment to be what it is, and just the the nurses and the people that are in there, I mean, they do such a fantastic job at the hospice house. Absolutely. Absolutely. And occasionally we'll hear um, if if the program on, on Sunday the 19th is not, not someone who's had a family member go through hospice care. It might be someone who works there and shares that point of view of being in hospice. And it's all the, the passion and care that the employees have a hospice have are it's just amazing and it takes a different type of person to be able to work in that environment it really does yeah. that's a special person who can do that so again the but, the butterfly release is happening on sunday september the 19th and the pickup is going to be between one and two and then uh, the facebook live for the virtual ceremony and then if you want to release the butterflies you know with your own family 
uh, after that ceremony, you can do that. And that's probably the prettiest way to do it. Uh, Brandon, if people want to get the butterflies, what can they do to, to place their order for those? So they can either call the St. Bernard's Development Foundation at 870-207-2500, or they can visit the website, which is www.stbernardsfoundation.org. All right. We appreciate your time this morning and tell our friends at Gearhead we said hello too, okay? Absolutely. Thank y'all so much. All right. See you, man. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by Craig Pomerinke from the Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center, the nicest spot in town. And now I'm going to tell you right now, I'm just going to say it right up front, the best spot to tailgate mm-hmm. before A-State football is the Embassy Suites. Craig, you have figured it out. Well, I hope so. You know, we've got we've got all sorts of different options, and they're, they're all free and open to the public, and, and we, we want to be here. We want to start a new tradition, and we want everybody out here, you know, partying and, and having a good time and doing pregame and postgame with us. You know what was so neat about it is, uh, you know, you're the first place that we went on game day, and I thought traffic seemed like it was good on Saturday. And then when we got to the Embassy, and we realized there were so many different ways that we could tailgate. The energy that created just inside me, because I'm mm-hmm. sitting here going, I have to go host this game. I want to be amped up. And then the idea that like it didn't matter if you wanted to be indoors, outdoors, in a restaurant, in a lobby bar. You guys had it figured out, and that just excited me to see other people getting excited. It was the vision you had when you opened the hotel last year that we really couldn't uh, we couldn't live up to. And this year, boom, it's like first game, people got it, it came alive. Yes, it came alive well, and and it all you know it all starts with with all the different activities we have. Um, several hours before the game, the back dock starts up at three o'clock. This year, this weekend, we've got the infamous or famous Arkansas Brothers Band. Yeah, they are going to rock that dock like it's never been seen before. So we're excited about that. We also have the Red Wolf Walk starts here. Players start here and they walk over to the stadium, and that's right around four o'clock. So we're going to have tons of activity with the the indoor. Um, Hula Hands is busy. The lobby is busy. We've got lots of activities, different people here. Um, and then after the game, come back again. The Arkansas brothers are going to be back playing again after the game, right after the game's over. They'll be outside. And then the indoor activities are all going on too. So it's, you can't, can't find a better spot. No. And, and I'll say that a million times over that, that like, you know, I've done tailgates, Craig, for, I mean, I guess 20 years here. And the idea that we could go out there and like rock the dock, it was a new deal. Uh, and it's all fenced off, but I mean, you see that big fence out there, but at the same point, it's free admission. The reason there's a fence is because there's a beverage center, and that's just the way you have to do that. Uh, then there's the Trauma Hogs Barbecue. There's barbecue out there, live music. The dock was a great setup, and I'm going to tell you that sound, because of the way that uh, that alleyway and that dock is, is built, that sound was incredible. Mm-hmm. Yes, it worked out really, really well. The band was happy last week, and, and again, this week, um, you know, the Arkansas Brothers, they're excited to be out here, too. They're They've been dying to get out and showcase a little bit different different way they do their music, and, and outdoors fits them perfectly. So we we arrived. I guess we saw you probably for the first time around one uh, forty five. So it was hours before the game, and I was really impressed with the fact that as we walked through, you kind of gave us the lay of the land. We walked through, and Hulahans uh, was pretty much jam packed already mm-hmm. with Red Wolves fans. They're all there in the scarlet and black, and. And I was kind of saying on the radio, if you want appetizers and wings and things like that, that's awesome. But if you want like the big entree before you go to the stadium, Hula Hands can do all of that. Yep, yep. It's completely scratch type cooking. It's it's all made fresh. Um, you know, they've got so many different varieties. They just brought back their full menu recently because with COVID, they had to go on a limited menu too because of products and so forth. But right. you know.
know, we're excited to have that full menu back. I just had lunch there yesterday and tried some of the new things again, and they're awesome. So people people need to come back and check it out. What would you tell me is the can't-miss thing at Hulan's? Korean chicken's amazing. Mm-hmm. If you like uh, like a little spicy spiciness to your to your palate, try the Korean chicken. You'll love it. Won't be, you won't be disappointed. So Hulan's has their deal. And then I'll go ahead and brag on Trevor and the way the lobby was done, too, because the, the lobby refreshment stand had all kinds of specialty-type stuff, including that big bucket, which – I had a chance to just like uh, get a little sneak peek of what the bucket was going to taste like. And Craig, number one, that thing tasted amazing. Uh, and the idea is, is I just don't have enough friends to get a bucket. <laughs> hey, Trevor, Trevor's the best in Northeast Arkansas. The guy wins awards all the time. And he comes yeah. up with so many creative things. And honestly, as a, I've learned as, as a leader, you just take people like that and turn them loose. Yeah. Hey, the Logo Cup deal, too. He, I don't know if you guys, is that an every week thing, the Logo Cup? Um, it is. Yep. It's going to be an every week thing through football season. So you buy the buy logo the cup and then you can continue to get refills. Yeah. So if I got there at like 10 o'clock in the morning, I'm good. Absolutely. Oh. You're good to go, man. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm not sure how my performance at the game would be, but what the heck? And remember, remember the hotel is open 24 seven and, and parts of the hotel are open almost 24 seven. <laughs> yeah. Hey, the hotel too. Uh, there's going to be people who are traveling in this weekend. Obviously Memphis is going to be a big travel in uh, type of game. Are there any rooms left if people are coming to Northeast Arkansas to come to this game? Very few. There's still quite a few left on, uh, I shouldn't say quite a few. There's a handful left on Friday night. and There's very few left on Saturday. We do have a few left, not too many. If you want to go to a hotel that feels like you're in a big market, but you're actually right here at home, right next to Centennial Bank Stadium, it's the Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center. And again, the spot to tailgate. I will say it a million different times. Uh, there's just so many different ways to do that. You've done a great job and we're proud to be a, a little tiny part of what you guys do at the Embassy. Hey, you and Kelly do a great job. We're happy they're here, and, and anything that you need, uh, we're here for you. Please come on out, enjoy it, and let's pack that stadium this Saturday. We need it. Yo, Craig Pomerinke joins us this morning. Have a great morning, man. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. Joined this morning by Wes Phillips, who's here to talk about Breaking Bonds Ministries. Wes, how are you this morning? I'm doing good. How are y'all this morning? Man, we're good. pretty good. I've had zero breakfast. Have you had any breakfast yet? I have had breakfast. <laughs> what was breakfast? Bacon and cheese biscuit. Yum. Come on now. That's what I, I love those things. <laughs> now, did you go to a place and get them, or did you have them at home? My wife made them for me this morning, so that's Aww. even better. How close do you live to the radio station? Can she bring some of those by? <laughs> Hey, I want to talk to you about Breaking Bonds Ministries because, uh, you know, we talk about uh, the ministry a number of times a year, and there's a lot of people who end up in a spot in their life where um, they don't know which way they need to turn. They're they're going through some issues. Nobody ever plans on having issues. Nobody ever dreams as a kid of having some type of addiction issue. But, man, sometimes life happens and things happen, and when those things happen, you need to know that there's a place to turn, and that's where Breaking Bonds Ministries kind of comes in. Tell us about Breaking Bonds. So Breaking Bonds runs a seven-month-long men's residential facility and treatment program. Mm -hmm. Our residential treatment program provides a 24-hour long-term care to men who have have come to a place to prove brokenness and uh, are ready to surrender their lives to becoming new in Jesus Christ. So Wes, tell me from uh, your experience with Breaking Bonds and seeing people come through there over the course of the last number of years, 
Um, I guess the, the true magic of that is seeing somebody's life who goes from rock bottom all the way to being transformed to families getting back together. Yes. Uh, well, I'm actually a graduate of Breaking Bonds. I, I entered the program in 2017, mm-hmm. and uh, I have become homeless, and uh, it saved my life. And also, I got my family back in my life now, uh, which I had lost everybody for about two years of my life. And mm-hmm. I had got all that back in my life. And uh, since I've been here, I've just seen so many souls uh, saved and people Families restored, and it's just a, a blessing. I think the deal is, is when somebody gets in that situation, again, they never dream of that happening to them. And then you need to know there's a place to turn. And based on what your experience is, you know that life can get better. Yes, sir. So Breaking Bonds, uh, you guys do a number of different things around the community, again, to support these programs. But one of the things happening uh, is next Friday, there's going to be a big four-man scramble golf tournament. Tell me about the Breaking Bonds Ministries golf tournament. Okay, so Friday, September the 17th, uh, at Ridgepoint Country Club, registration is at 12 p.m. Okay. at T-Offs at 1. Uh, we're still looking for host sponsors, uh, $100, corporate sponsors for 1000 okay. or a four-man team is for 500 And if you're interested in playing... You can also register, you can register at 12 p.m. at Ridgepoint if you're interested in a four-man team. Or you can give me a call, Wes Phillips, at 870-573-4132, and I'll be glad to talk to you about the golf tournament. So, Wes, when we raise money for breaking bonds, how is that money used to go back and help to transform lives? So we're a nonprofit organization, so all money that we raise Goals to help help for the guys for meals for food for transportation back and forth to the church to work throughout the community. Um, it just helps guys who who's trying to get their license back. We use money for that. We help them eye doctors. We take them to doctors when they're sick. It just it just helps. So we always try to raise money to put back in our ministry for these guys. There's so much they need. You know, these guys who are broken. They come into our program. A lot of them don't have anything. Mm. We help them provide their hygiene, their clothing, and just all that stuff. So, again, he's he's a man whose life has been transformed by Breaking Bonds Ministries. And they're doing a four-man scramble golf tournament. Again, it's going to be Friday, September the 17th. If you're looking to put a team together to support the ministry, uh, it's awesome that to, uh, for you to do that because, number one, you're going to get a Friday off of work, and, uh, number two, you're helping a great cause uh, Wes, if people want to find out more about Breaking Bonds Ministries, where can they go online to get some uh, great info? So you can go to our website. We're also on Facebook, uh, Breaking Bonds Ministry in Jonesboro. Uh, we have a website. It's uh, www.bbministriesinc.org. All right. And you can, like I said, you can find us on uh, Facebook also. And again, it's Breaking Bonds Ministries in Jonesboro. And I think it's always brave for somebody to come on uh, the radio and tell their story. And uh, obviously, you believe in Breaking Bonds because it helped you. And there's other guys out there who need help as well. And Breaking Bonds Ministries is there. Wes, great job this morning. And we hope you have a great day. 
All right, y'all too. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by the man you need. Me. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the morning radio program. Dr. Kevin Reed from VetCare. Find out more at vet-care.com or on Facebook, VetCare Jonesboro. He is the best. Dr. Reed, what's up? Are you already working this morning? Already working, yes. So, like, when you get there, is it basically you walk in the door, boom, it's time to get busy? Uh, Pretty much every day like that. Yeah, there's usually something that has already been dropped off or an examination or treatment or something or... As soon as I get here, something comes in. So, yeah, there's not much downtime in the morning. So when you look at your day, like, do you have a docket of, like, pet patients that are coming in and things you're going to have to tackle? Do you have any idea what's coming through the door next? No, you know, we have an appointment uh, scheduler that's on the computer. And, you know, for the ones, uh, clients who've made appointments, you know, scheduled appointments, I can kind of gauge the the day but then you know we have another column for walk-ins and you know you just never know um anything can show up at any time i guess nobody ever plans on having a pet emergency and when that happens you have to know where to turn and vet care is the spot again they're on parker road in jonesboro right next door to k fine so uh doc what should we get to today i know we like to talk about our, our favorite furry friends and how we can take care of our pets in the best way possible with wet nose wednesday what do you have for us today well and, and you know so a lot of times i base my topic on what i've seen the last day or a few days before and this happened yesterday uh i had a cat that came in that had an abscess on its front leg and i don't know if we've ever really specifically talked about abscesses uh you know of course that can occur in any anything dog cat person um but in cats it's a pretty common condition and um um, this particular cat came in had a swollen front leg and uh was you know not not fully weight bearing on it and when i palpated i could feel a little scab which turned out to be a puncture wound that had sealed over and um you know it had a little fluctuant uh small spot that was uh, swollen but felt kind of like a water balloon so i knew there was some kind of fluid type material under it and um, a a simple description uh, of an abscess um, for kelly to keep it simple is like a pocket of pus oh oh, thank you i did not know (laughs) i was so confused if anybody knows about a pocket of pus okay brandon that's disgusting (laughs) you're the one that watched Um, pimple popper So, yeah, an abscess can occur anywhere in the body. You know, it can be uh, subcutaneously, you know, under the skin. Uh, You know, you can see like a tooth root abscess that occurs at the uh, tip of a tooth root. Uh, You can have an internal abscess, which is sometimes difficult uh, to find, like a liver abscess or uh, something in one of the internal organs. But, you know, what we see commonly in cats is a subcutaneous abscess, which occurs under the skin. And it usually appears suddenly, you know, as a painful swelling. Uh, it may be firm to the touch, or like I said, it could be compressible like a water balloon. It can be real large, or they can be kind of small. Uh, there's often, you know, redness uh, around the skin. Uh, yeah, the cat will usually run a fever. And then, of course, these abscesses can rupture and start draining the infected material to the outside of the body. Oh. And... Uh, 
So, you know, what we see most commonly causes these abscesses in cats is usually a bite wound, a bite injury caused by another cat. And, you know, they have those sharp canine teeth. And, and so what happens is uh, if a cat gets in a fight with another cat and it gets bitten, those canine teeth will inoculate some bacteria deep down in that subcutaneous tissue under the skin. And then it's a small puncture wound usually, so it'll seal over. And what happens is those, that bacteria has been um, introduced into the tissue there, either the fatty tissue under the skin or even the muscle or a joint. And um, you can have two types of bacteria. One is an aerobic bacteria, uh, which means it requires oxygen. And uh, those are usually the ones that form pus under the, under the skin. You can also get an anaerobic bacteria, which is a bacteria that lives in the absence of oxygen. And, you know, a common one for that would be the clostridium group, which, you know, uh, that can, uh, one of the clostridium bacteria cause tetanus. The other one can cause botulism. Uh, so, you know, uh, you'd, if you had your choices, you'd rather have an aerobic bacteria because these anaerobic infections can be pretty, pretty bad. So the, the main treatment, of course, is if, if it's come to, you know, got a soft center, we, and this is what I did in this case yesterday, we uh, anesthetized the cat and actually incised the, the skin and then drained the um, infected uh, material, the pus, out of it, irrigated it, and then, uh, you know, we usually start them on an antibiotic and, and some pain medication because I don't know if anybody's ever been bitten by a dog or a cat, but, you know, bite wounds are painful. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, can be a lot of tissue destruction around them. And so, you know, we try to control that inflammation and pain with an analgesic. And um, so, you know, once, usually once the abscess is opened and the infected material is drained out, and we usually try to leave those wounds open uh, so it can kind of heal from the inside outward uh, while the uh, cat is on a course of the antibiotics and the pain medication. And most of them have a really quick turnaround and a good outcome. Um, so very common. You know, we see this real commonly in intact male cats, especially in the spring and summer months when females are in heat because these cats are out fighting. And, uh, you know, when they're trying to breed the females and uh, there's uh, if you've got two males out there, they're vying for the female's attention. Um, I'm sure Kelly's been in that position before. Okay. So um, <laughs> it's, a, you know, it, it, it's a it's a very common problem in cats. And fortunately, they, you know, usually has a really uh, good outcome. He's right there with the information that we need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. So as we as we think about this, like let's say that our animal goes outside, our dog or our cat, whichever one the uh, the case may be, and they come back in with a, like a wound from it looks like a bite, but we don't know what bit them. Does that mean we need to come to you pretty quick and let you analyze that just to make sure it's not something uh, worse, or do we just see how it goes? Or walk me through what that would look well, like. Yeah, the first thing you ought to do, if if, if uh, the, the pet will let you, you know, if you can kind of clip the hair away from the wound and kind of clean it up, you know, wash it with a, you know, with a mild soap or, a, you know, if you've got some like a antibacterial soap like betadine or something, clean it with that. Uh, 
try to keep it open. You know, obviously, if they're showing signs of not using the leg or the, uh, you know, wherever the bite occurs, you know, probably ought to seek some attention because, you know, it might look pretty innocent, but um, there could be a lot of tissue damage underneath that little bite wound that you don't see. And, uh, you know, if it does seal over and there's been uh, some bacteria introduced, then that's when you get the abscess formation. So best course of action would probably be, you know, provide the first aid care at home if you can, but then as soon as possible, it ought to be examined because a lot of times just starting it on an antibiotic will prevent an abscess from forming. There you go. He is the man you need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend, our best friend, and the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the morning radio program. Find out more vet-care.com and on Facebook. Again, it's uh, Vet Care Jonesboro. Dr. Reed, we know you're busy, but we appreciate your time, and thanks for another Wet Nose Wednesday. Hey, y'all have a great day, and we'll talk to you next week. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. All right, we're joined this morning by our buddy, our pal, our friend, Lori Cartwright. Lori, what's <laughs> up? <laughs> good morning. How are you this morning? I'm good. Our buddy, our pal, our friend. I, I feel like I'm a cartoon character. Uh-huh. Basically. Uh-huh. I mean, kind of. Essentially, you are like our walking cartoon character at the radio station. I don't know how she should hmm. take no, that. that. That's a compliment, isn't it? Or no? Coming, coming from you, considering what you usually say to me, I'll uh-huh. take that as a compliment. Yeah, the one way she knew we weren't live were a couple of the choice words I gave her as I said hello to her. (laughs) She said, oh, I guess we're not live, are we? (laughs) Uh, Have you made it to work today? I have. Wow, first day this week. I know, which is surprising because my phone was like text, 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 text. And finally, I sent somebody a message that says, I'll text you back. I got to get to work. Yeah, so who's blowing you up early, this early in the morning? Who needs something? Well, well, one of them would be the chamber. Oh, they're busy, though. <laughs> well, Lori, they're busy because they're planning the business expo in one week. <laughs> well, I kind of know this because what a lot of people don't know that we have, I'm not kidding when I say this, we have been working on this business expo for two years. Because after we get done with one business expo, we take the summer off and then we start another one. And so we didn't have it last year. So this specific business expo that's going to be next week, we started on two years ago, September. Yeah. Carrie was telling us that she was very disappointed in the effort you've put forth. Wow. She she said that last week. Oh, I know better. Carrie loves me. (laughs) No. So, okay. So we're getting set to to do this expo again. Um, What is the whole vision behind the expo that's been two years in the making? So, you know, we we do a theme, which we've been doing for many years, and this year it is comics, cartoons, and characters. So that left a lot of spin on how somebody would like to dress up, decorate their booth. You're not required to, but we always like to have that theme so people can have an option to do it. Yeah. Well, Kelly was interested in going as Harley Quinn's mom. <laughs> That is so rude. (laughs) And you were going as mini me. (laughs) I don't even have to dress up. (laughs) So, Lori, are there still spots for uh, booth spaces coming up uh, one week from today? We will always make room for a booth. And let me tell you, we're doing a few things a little bit differently this year. 
we are doing some breakout sessions during Business Expo. There's going to be one in the morning, one in the afternoon. The one in the morning is digital and social media for business. It's at 9 a.m. And the one in the afternoon is professional do's and don'ts with business and advertising, and that's at 2. You do have to pre-register. They are free to our members that are coming in. You just need to call the chamber, and I've already lost that number. Hey, I'm doing so good. Oh, it's 932-6691. We're going to have a luncheon speaker, Tony Lucius, and I'm looking forward to that. I've spoke to him a few times, and he's very funny, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Again, with doing a few things differently, you know, we do still have to deal with COVID. So this year, we will be following all CDC guidelines, so masking up and social distancing. And for the first time that I can ever remember doing this, and I've been participating with Business Expo for probably 22, 23 years, we will not have the public come in. But all of our Uh vendors will have passes to give out to their clients to come through. Yeah, and I think when you look at this event, because I've been out there uh, not quite 22 or 23 years, but probably 19 or 20, uh, and I've seen this event firsthand, and just the idea of the networking, there's there's really no spot where businesses get to showcase themselves and network quite like this. Maybe you're looking for a new client. Maybe you're looking for a new vendor. I mean, really, if you're a business in this community, you need to be at this event. And one of the great things, I mean, you really hit the nail on the head with that. So you can go visit your clients or you can go talk to potential clients. So it's two two different ways there that you can get yourself in front of people. So, again, it's the uh, Jonesboro Regional Chamber of Commerce Business Expo. It happens one week from today at First National Bank mm-hmm. Arena. And, and the way that looks when you look at the, at the arena, that's a ton of floor space. But, I mean, every time I go in there, you guys utilize all of that. Yes, we will be on the floor and upstairs. I believe we have around 180 booths this year, so we do have a lot of booths. Again, we will be following CDC guidelines with masking and social distancing, but I am looking forward to getting to Business Expo. Like I said, it's been two years, so I am ready to do this. There you go. And again, if people want, uh, if people want more information on uh, getting booths and all of that, what's the best way to do that, Lori? The best way would be call up to the chamber. Again, it's 932-6691. There you go. Lori Cartwright this morning on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. We'll see you later. Holla. I'll let your boy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's what I say. No, it's all oh Brandon Baxter in the morning. So if you go back and check out today's podcast, the Brandon Baxter in the morning podcast, we talked to Dr. Shane Spites, the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State. Uh, the vision behind that was, what are we seeing on COVID? Uh, new numbers, because it shows like Craighead County at the top of the list in the state of Arkansas, but active cases are dropping. So does that mean we're seeing the finish line, like the end is in sight? Uh, what about uh, the whole deal with the schools? What are we seeing with that? What about going to events where like nobody has a mask on? We talked through all of that stuff with Dr. Shane Spites today. It's a great deal if you want to learn more and educate yourself on what's happening, like true data from not only Arkansas, but around the world. It's our conversation with Shane Spites. It's up on the podcast later today, the Brandon Baxter in the morning podcast available wherever you get podcasts. Kelly Perry, what's on TV tonight? America's Got Talent, the results show 2020 
Women of 9-11 is on tonight. Family Game Fight. Gr- uh, Cribs is on MTV. Ashley Simpson and Evan Ross. So you get to go through their house. Oh, yeah, cool. American Horror Story. And on tonight, uh, tonight's late night talk show, Seth Meyers is going to have Walker Hayes. Oh, cool. Hope you guys have a great day. And we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Brandon Baxter in the morning.